Okay. Any banter? So we were working in North St. Louis. We were by Crown Candy. So mm-hmm. we went there for lunch. And there's a new container home somebody built right next to it. Like, you can see it from Crown Candy. It's very cute. It has a giant mural, actually. Yeah. Um, very nice. And I was telling James about it, and he goes, you know, we can look at houses now, right? And I'm like, what? We can look at houses now? And he goes, well, you have a job. And I was like, you know, that makes sense. <laughs> Having a steady job, now I can look at a house. Yeah. I don't know where to start with that, because I haven't thought about it at all. I know what I want in a house, but not, like... Who, what, where, when, why, how? Where do you even start that process? With, like, yeah, loans I don't and even such. Know if you did most of it. Yep. <sighs> I told We're them. We're starting to look again, but we have yeah. to find a realtor again. I don't want to start looking until next year, so. Yeah. I, I like my little apartment. I'm, I'm fine there for now. The yeah. things that bother other people do not bother me about apartments. The like things what? I. You know, like, noisy neighbors, not having, being able to, like, everything that you want with your space. But, like, my space matches what I want enough that it's not a problem. The neighbors aren't particularly noisy. (laughs) I think it's cute enough. Yeah, the only thing I don't really like is our upstairs neighbors. Because they have a stupid kid that they just let stomp around Mm -hmm. as loud as possible at, like, literally 1030 at night. Yeah, we're lucky that our upstairs neighbors are not loud. Um... Not having a yard for the dogs. Yeah. Because they just get taken out the back and that's all. Mm-hmm. Because Aubrey's too scared to go on walks. Mm-hmm. And Finley barks too much at people and things. <laughs> so it's, like, embarrassing to take him out in public. He's Which, like, so it's so weird because... Well, whenever, like, we take him on walks with Teddy, he's fine. Yeah. And he doesn't bark that much. I think but he probably feels safe with Teddy. I don't know what it is, but he's annoying. Oh. And it's embarrassing to take him out in public. <laughs> so, and I need to get Aubrey better, but I can't do that if I just go by myself. Mm-hmm. Because she's so strong. Yeah. And, like, I don't think she'll get away from me, but it'll help if somebody else is also there, like trying to calm her you should um like like double leash her so like one leash is like around your waist so you physically can't drop it and then the other that's one is, i like, need the to get one of those things i've been wanting to get one of the waist i think that should help you leash things i don't even know where she's tied to you gosh my allergies have been so bad all day my eyes were really watery today itchy sneezing Just yuck yeah that's been me, like, the past month. Mm-hmm. I wonder what it is they were allergic to. I don't know. Because I know it's not... I know it's, it's not... Opry. It's not ragweed. <laughs> no, I've had it for months. But maybe it is. <laughs> I don't think it's your dog. Because <laughs> your dog was not at the water waste treatment plant that I was working at today. Ew. We're just digging in just fields next to it. Disgusting. One of the... One of my coworkers they get splashed with poop water, <laughs> cause the wind like blew I it back at her. <laughs> yeah, you should stop really touching funny. your eyes. You're gonna get pink eyes. I've washed my hands since Probably then. Probably not good enough. I've done it multiple Probably times. Probably not in hot enough water. What? That's why my hands are so ugly, cause I only wash them in scalding hot water. 
the life of a germaphobe, what can I say? <laughs> okay, so... should we start our stories? Yeah, because I would like to go to bed. <laughs> Who went first last time? I don't know anymore. What was last time's? Nebraska? Let me look. Hold on. Was um, it three of them? No. What was last, it? The last one we put out was Casaloma. It was, that's not the last one we recorded. And then we did Mary Ann and then Argo. Oh, I forgot we did England. Yeah. Okay. Um, who? Um. I think you started last time. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. I don't think I did. You didn't start with the Argo story? I don't remember. I didn't edit it. Oh, I did. <laughs> okay, those are all edited. Um, I think... Oh, I really don't remember anymore. Oh, well. I, it truly doesn't matter. We mix it up enough. There's no pattern. So today I'm covering Fort William Henry. Oh, I did say where it was for a second. I was like, oh no, did I not say where it is? Because I know where it is. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, anyway, Fort William Henry. Um, my sources are Wikipedia, Haunted where Hovel. I that We're doing sources first. Oh, okay. Wikipedia, hauntedhovel.com, hauntedrooms.com. Hovel. Like H-O-V-E-L. Hovel. Hauntedrooms.com. Michaelclean.com. I wonder if I typed that right. And the Lake George Examiner. Dot com. <laughs> the isn't in it, but I think it's like a little paper. Okay. Um. So, Fort William Henry is located at the south end of Lake George in New York. In it's now there's now a town around it called Lake George. Um. And its history starts. So, well, its haunted history. Starts September 8th, 1755, when 1,500 French, French forces and 1,700 British forces fought at the south end of the lake, around where the fort is now. Um, both sides suffered about equal loss losses, with about 670 total casualties, and the British win this battle, which means now they get to control that area, right? This is during the French and Indian War. I don't think I put that in there. So that same year, they, in, in response to both the battle that just happened there and other things that the French are doing nearby, they decide to build Fort William Henry and it's constructed on the, the lakeside near where the battle took place. It's, it's a irregular square fort with bastions on the corner it really what does is that it's mean just, it's just a like they didn't have a um like a a corner thing they couldn't measure the angles right and so now it's just like a bad square okay. <laughs> like it's not like a rhombus or anything it's just like a a bad square like if you just freehand a square real quick it wouldn't be perfect but it wouldn't be a different shape <laughs> just be a bad square <laughs> It has bastions on the corners. It has 30 thick walls made of logs and 30 filled... 30 thick walls? 30 foot thick walls. <laughs> I, that's hard to say. <laughs> 30 foot thick walls 
made with log facing, so the outside is log, and then they're filled in the middle with dirt. Um, the barracks are two stories high, and there's a parade grounds in the center of the complex. Um, <laughs> there is a magazine. There was a magazine in the northeast bastion, is what this says, but that's weird because the magazine is like in the middle of the parade grounds underground. I've been there. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was it was very clearly labeled. Um, there's a hospital in the southeast bastion. Um, the east, west, and south walls were surrounded by a dry moat, and the north wall was on the steep slope that led down to the lake. What's the and point of a dry moat? It makes people slow down so you can shoot them while they're stuck. In what? Just down a slope. Dirt? Well, they can't get out easily, so once they dry it... Because, okay, so the idea is to get over the walls to get in, right? Mm-hmm. If you go down into the dry moat, they get a little stuck, so they can't escape quickly, so you can have a chance to shoot them. Mm. I'm just always disappointed when moats don't have alligators trap. in them. New York's a little cold for alligators. I know. <laughs> but it'd be cooler. True. So... There's only one access point into the fort, and that's over the moat a little bridge but it's, it's a bridge it's not like a drawbridge it's just there <laughs> so not as secure as it could be um it was built so it could house 400 to 500 men and then additional troops were able to camp on the hillside just southeast of the fort and at some point that's partially fortified as well but they never bothered to finish it um Mainly because of what happens here next. <laughs> yeah. They're not there long enough. So the original design is meant to with to repel Indian attacks. Like it's totally a, an appropriate fortification for just basic like musket fire. But it is not able to withstand artillery very well. Which is a problem when you get sieged later. <laughs> Yeah. So in 1757, so two years after the fort is built, there are 1,600 men posted at the fort, which we remember, which if we remember is for 400 to 500 people. So it's a little overcrowded. Um, this includes several companies of Rogers Rangers, which are just the, so the Rogers Rangers are the precursor to the U.S. Army Rangers, and they start in a fort just a few miles s- south of Fort William Henry, and then we have some here. So there's people like to know that. Yeah. I went there too, to where they started. That fort is not there anymore. Not that this fort's here anymore either, though. They've built a replica. So you can go to Lame. a fake version of the fort. Well, it just, they, they only used it for two years, and then no one ever looked at it again. Yeah. <laughs> that deteriorates and it's made of wood. Yeah. Um, that's what I was going to say at the beginning, but I was like, yeah. well, I guess it's still standing. No, they rebuilt it. So you can go visit something. So it is a um, haunted, rebuilt fort. (laughs) Okay, if you say so. So when the French began mobilizing that year, which is 1757, um, it's July, and they know they're mobilizing, so they send more troops down. So now they have 23,000 troops chilling at this fort. So they're way overpopulated, um, which means disease is rampant, and they had, like, smallpox issues they had a whole smallpox plague cemetery which we'll get to later we'll get back to the smallpox plague cemetery um not the rats (laughs) 
That's, that's the bubonic plague. Rats were here. That's true. Rats were here. <laughs> <laughs> that many people in one spot. Rats were there. Um, Disgusting. So that year, I don't know, August, September, August. So in August of that same year, the French general Louis-Joseph de Montcalm conducted a successful siege of the fort and the British surrender. The siege only lasted... I can't math. Five days? Yeah. From August 3rd to August 8th. The French had 8,000 men, both French and native, which is significantly more than 2,300. 2,300. So when the British surrender, the fort is plundered against some people's direction. But, you know, once things like that start, everybody just jumps in. Mm -hmm. Um. About 200 of the 15, 200 of the 1,500 captured British were either wounded or killed. And this was not supposed to happen. They were not supposed to kill the people who just surrendered to them. Yeah. Um, but everybody just got a little bit excited. <laughs> anyway, that's what they thought. That it ranged, that it was around 200, and then other historians were like, no, it's between 69 and 184 total guys. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't as big of a massacre as people wanted it to be, because they went back and tracked every single individual to see, okay, well, where they mentioned later, where they buried here, what other, what else do we know about them? And it was not, like, 69 is still a lot of people who died when they weren't supposed to be killing any of, uh, any of their captives, but it's not. 200 yeah <laughs> i think i think those numbers were inflated just to make the the french set look worse more dramatic yep um casualties did though include british soldiers children women african-americans and british allied natives so it's just any anybody and everybody who got in the way basically for all we know they were trampled <laughs> why were they all there Oh, there's there. Everybody's always there in the olden times at forts because you have to do like the laundry and people bring their wives with and they need servants and they need, you know, things like that. I guess. You know, off the old British officers can't live without their luxuries. Whatever. They can look outside and it can be squalor around them as long as someone is bringing them their tea. Stupid. <laughs> Um, so the fort sits in ruins after this for the next 200 years until the 1950s when there's renewed interest in the local history. And so they build a, a replica of the fort. And I believe it's on the exact site where the previous fort was. And they did, because they do archaeology and when you go into like the basement there, you can see like in the walls still kind of thing. Yeah. Like they have original walls, I think, if I remember right. All the stuff they found, this, that, the other thing. It was a pretty neat fort to go to because it wasn't, you didn't have to be careful and that was nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's, that's the very brief history because not a lot happens there. The paranormal. So at the battlefield, which is not the fort, the battlefield's south a bit up on the bluff line. Um, marching soldiers have been reported. Like they're just doing little drills, just marching around in uniform. Um, you apparently can hear disembodied screams and musket fire. Oh. 
Um, which, I mean, like, there's a town nearby, and you're in a park. Those things can happen in the woods in upstate New York. I guess. Um, cold spots and sudden temperature drops, which I don't Are hear a lot. Huh? I know, Is but I don't hear that as much outside. <laughs> I mean, when you walk into, like, woods, it's colder. Yeah. Or if you walk into the building, it can be colder. Yeah. But I don't like this. This is a park. It's outside. It's a battlefield. I don't hear about cold spots and sudden temperature drops as much because people are usually like, it's the weather. You walked into the shade. There's a breeze. I think my Stephen King Cemetery had that. True. I can't remember. We haven't even done that many episodes, but I feel like that was years ago. I'm aware of that. We did have like a break. I was going to (laughs) say. Well, we didn't even have a break. Well, we did, but not really. But these, these, these temperature related spots are only very specific locations. Yeah. Um, Interesting. And people often feel like they're being watched, which again you're Typical. outside. And the last thing that happens at the battlefield the are always watching. <laughs> is that there's so there's a Mohawk warrior fountain statue at the park. Okay. He's like kneeling down doing something. And multiple visitors have reported seeing a ghostly figure mimicking what this statue is doing, like just getting down in the same position and then just fading away. <laughs> Interesting. Which was weird to me. That park was freaky. I also took a tour of that park. Um, Honestly, parks are not uh, peaceful places to me. No, most of them are just like, like mildly are chaotic. Around. Yeah, they're always a little creepy. But this one was weird feeling. Yeah. Even for a park. And I don't say that about most woods? places. Hmm? You said there was woods? It's in the woods. It's yeah. on well, the hillside. It was like on a slope. Yeah. Which is not a logical place to live, but okay. Because um, <laughs> it's like where everybody was camped and where the battle happened. You know, British people. I think it's because, you know, like you There's can defend that the hill better. There's reason that we're Americans now and not the queen. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I gotta say on that. Anyway, between the two locations, the park was creepier. Yeah. Like the park had a vibe that was not normal for a park yeah well i mean the other one's a replica so it is so again the fort is a replica it's not the original one but it is where it used to be the 1950s oh yeah okay so 200 years after the event took place was it on the exact same spot yes and like because you can go downstairs the archaeology they peeled everything up they like because you can see the archaeology in the basement when you go there and visit it it's like behind glass they just kept it (laughs) Um, so people have reported ghostly patrolling soldiers. Cute. Just walking around, doing their thing. Um, people have said that when they walk into interior rooms of a fort, they have been met with a wounded soldier moaning in pain, who then just fades away into nothing. (laughs) Which is honestly more rude than anything else. (laughs) I'm here to inconvenience you tonight. (laughs) I'm in pain and you can't do anything about it. <laughs> but I just had to let and you know. The thing is, I don't know if they see the wounds, like they see a bloody soldier, or if it's just like a, he's like pretending to be in pain, like just clutching a knee. <laughs> I just like hear like a the Scooby Doo, right? He's just really, really hammering cool it noises. up. Um, there are shadow figures that have been photographed, apparently. People hear whispers. <laughs> Actually, people hear whispers telling them to hurry up while touring the fort. 
<laughs> me is a good. But so, hurry up. So I read that one place. It was just that. It was they hear whispers telling them to hurry up when they're on tours. And then I heard a more specific thing. They're like, okay, so the people who work there call her Mary. <laughs> she is always in a hurry. Mary's and she's tired of She me. specifically says it on when people are on stairs. She has no time for them taking their time she's on stairs. She's trying to carry the laundry up. <laughs> exactly. And it's freaking heavy. And she's just sick of it. That's the first thing I thought is she's carrying the laundry up the stairs. She's sick of it. Mm-hmm. There's all, I mean, there... that's how I feel, though, when I'm going upstairs and someone's mm-hmm. too slow in front of me. Oh, yeah. No, no, I relate to way. it. No, um, so, so the people who work at the fort are very original. So they have Mary. Next, they have Limper. Who's an amputee? That's who like I... a wounded dog name that yeah, they give no, the Humane Society. <laughs> they call him Limper. They they say he's an amputee. I wonder why. Does he only have two legs? Does he have one leg? I think he has one leg and a peg leg, like a wooden oh, foot. Oh yes. Because they hear him thumping across the bastions on parole, <laughs> or on patrol, not parole. <laughs> so like parole. they they hear him like walking his path, but like. You know, everyone's a big old thump, so clearly something's weird with that leg. <laughs> he's, he's at the very least limping, if Why not amputee. Why did they amputee. call him Thumper? Maybe, maybe, you know, I don't know to tell you. The next one you has a, just as original. I don't I don't know if he's been seen. I think he's just heard. been heard. Um, well, how do you know if it's him walking? He probably has a consistent pattern. Maybe it's a horse clump. Well, what, they're upstairs, like literally upstairs on like oh, I thought you were outside. No, on the wooden bastion, so like the second, okay, the top okay. of the second story, like the roof, walking okay. around, making sure no one's coming. Then, then we have Slammer. <laughs> what? We have Limper and we have Slammer. He likes yeah. to slam doors in people's faces. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> These ghosts are very relatable. <laughs> um. There is a voice that tells visitors to stay away from the underground dungeon-like magazine. It's literally labeled dungeon. Uh-huh. Um, it's also labeled as the magazine, but, like, they have a funny sign because people think it's the dungeon every time they go down there because everyone thinks there has to be is a dungeon. Is this the dungeon? Ha, ha, ha. All right, Susan. Uh-huh. Real good one. Let's get on nope, with the tour. Nope, where we kept the gunpowder. <laughs> <laughs> people say stay away from, which is fair, it's of gunpowder that is arguably the most dangerous location at the fort um again you can feel cold spots objects apparently move around on their own um there's unexplained non-limping footsteps because we already have the limping footsteps they're explained they're limper um there's erratic lights and i don't know if that means things flicker or they just like appear (laughs) someone's Um, having a dance party uh, yeah you know you get bored in the afterlife. Yeah. There is the feeling of someone running running into you, like bumping running into you, but no one is there. So, like, the ghost. Again, you Mary's know, in a hurry. Was, if that was me, I would <laughs> think I had hit a wall. Right? I really would have I would have convinced I would myself not for have, sure. I, I thought like, I hit I something just, else. I just bumped it. Um, happens to the best of us. I, I hit run into things constantly, though. So. No, I always hit my shoulders on. And then They're too broad. General spooky vibes have been reported. I don't remember any okay, spooky vibes. But, um. It was dark and damp. And I, I walked around that place on my own because I was up there alone because that's when I did my, like... 11 hour I mean, the forts are the trip. last place I've ever felt scared. No. 
but I'm just, I, I give myself anxiety in locations that are supposed to be old and haunted, you know? I don't. I'm always like, all right, so when's this apparition going to appear? We'll but, like, it didn't even her. occur to me that's how the unhaunted it felt. The one thing I won't felt. do is look in old mirrors. I don't like old mirrors. I don't like that I can Cover see this up. mirror at the side, of, like, in my peripheral vision right now. It bothers me. Because <laughs> usually it's light, lighter in here. Yeah, I know. We need a lamp again. Um, oh, I have my pineapple lamp. Did you bring it back? It's right there. Oh. I thought that, that is that not what we always used? Oh. No. There was a lamp behind the TV. I have, like, two more lines. We'll finish that really quick. So, um... In the town, because now we're getting back to the smallpox. Yeah. <laughs> so in the town of Lake George, they were doing some construction, and it was right next to the cemetery. And human remains were found, but they didn't do anything right away when they found it. Like, they knew they found human remains, but they were like, I want to get my digging done. So they just pushed all of <laughs> them into the a dump, giant dump pile. And it's a giant, like, <laughs> two-story tall dump pile of oh, dirt, right? No. And so now volunteer archaeologists have to go and just sift through the dirt oh to pick out all gosh. the bone bits. And this, the portion I'd of the cemetery. I make construction workers do it. I, I, it's, it's astounding that they're not getting paid. Like, he should be fined heavily. Yes. For what he did. Because he, he was doing That's it. Like, it was so obvious. To desecrate human graves. Isn't it? Um, I don't know. It should be. That's why grave robbers aren't allowed to do stuff. No, it's because they rob things. You can't desecrate a with. human grave. That's um, illegal. It's not illegal. <laughs> I'm going to look it up right now. I think it is. <laughs> um. Anyway, it was it was an unmarked portion of the cemetery, but if you'd done research, you would have known it was there. Because we, like, they knew what it was as soon as they're like, we have bones. And like, oh, yeah, were you digging in the old smallpox cemetery? And they're like, maybe. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's the um smallpox cemetery from the French and Indian War. All the all the people who died at the fort <laughs> were buried there, and are First no longer buried there. Law. So it is illegal to purposely. Let me see. I'm gonna type in in New York. True. So yeah, um. Maybe that's why. Cemetery desecration is a crime that involves stealing from or vandalizing a cemetery plot, grave, burial place, or other place. I would consider it vandalizing. uh, Definitely. Um, But yeah, so like, I get why the ghost might go now haunt a newly built reconstruction fort. Reconstructed fort when, you know, their bodies keep on casually getting (laughs) dug up. Oh my gosh. He's been doing this all day. What's he barking about? He wants dad to take him outside so he can explore. That's so funny. That is his best friend. I will will literally (laughs) take him outside and he'll go to the bathroom and then we'll come back inside and 10 minutes later, dad texts me downstairs and says, your dog needs to go out. And I text him back, he just went out. So dad has, I say, because dad knows that it's just Finley wanting him to take him out. Because it's not me. He just goes to dad. That's so funny. So then dad will have to come upstairs and take him out to explore. You gotta take him out to explore, Audrey. He wants to go up on the hill. I know. And I'm like, yeah, we're not doing this at nine o'clock at night. You know, that's fair. (laughs) Go to the bathroom and come inside. 
Anyway, my last bit is the ghost hunters once investigated the fort and said they found evidence of the paranormal there. Why do um, they always do that? I think they always say they found evidence because they scare themselves so much they're convinced. <laughs> Was that you? No. Was that you? No. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, it's really pretty up there. I would I would tell you actually visit it. It's very it's very lovely. Um not the park apparently. No, the park's not very lovely, but the the fort is. It has a really neat view of the um We'll use I can send you the pictures I took and then we can use those for the Yeah. The post. Yeah. Let me turn on this pineapple and then Yeah. But yeah, that's that that's the fort. Alright. <sighs> Honestly, the um there's a uh you can stay at the Fort William Henry Hotel right next to it, which uh-huh. I did stay at. Way creepier than the fort. I bet that's haunted too. I didn't find anything. It's just like mildly out of date. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's why it's creepy. <laughs> it's just kind of gross. Yeah, a little bit. It was plenty nice. They had yeah. great breakfast service, but just it just needs an update. Oh no. <laughs> okay, that's your work. All right. So, I can't even tell what's going on. Okay. So, I covered the Groovy Murders. What? Um, I thought they'd be more fun than they were, if I'm being honest. Oh, but I shame. did most of the research. It's not bad, but, well, the murder is, but. <laughs> <laughs> like Entertainment the story value. Yeah. <laughs> um. That's the most annoying thing about looking up, like, true crime cases in New York is they only want to bring you to New York City. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find upstate stuff. And I tried so much to, like, find something not in New York City because I feel like New York City and L.A. are just too covered. Mm-hmm. And I'm just bored by them most of the time. But I had never heard of this one, so stop doing that. Sorry, they hurt. I don't care. <laughs> Save it till the end. They are cold. Or at least when I'm not talking. Okay, so I got my information from nydailynews.com, editorvision.com, and gothamist.com. Gothamist? They seem like they had a lot of good stories on there, oh. so... Might have Always to nice to too. find a new source. Yeah. So we're going to start with a quote from nydailynews.com, and it says, A look backwards suggests that the summer of... 1967 in the East Village was all about peace and love, but then came the fall. So, on October 8th, 1967, after midnight, a janitor going to his boiler room caught at 169 Avenue B, a hippie flop house, found the space occupied by a young man and a teenage girl. They were naked and dead. The girl had been um, sexually assaulted and their heads had been bashed in with a brick. So here's some background. <laughs> when you said space occupied by these two, I thought they were going to be like doing something weird. No, nope, <laughs> they are they're dead. dead. <laughs> All right. So. Because um... I wouldn't say occupied when I'm referring to I found some murder victims in a room. <laughs> well, that's what the article said. And I said, well, this sounds True. pretty good. <laughs> That's better than how I would have put it. Okay. So, the man was discovered to be James Hutchison. Uh, uh, 
the dead guy, not the janitor. <laughs> we figured out who the um, janitor was. Yeah. <laughs> James Hutch- Hutchinson. I always get that mixed up. Um, age 21. Um, he was a wanderer from... <sighs> it says Those Island. I think it's Rhode Island. <laughs> I'm tired of these typos. Because <laughs> normally I see them and I fix them. Uh-huh. Apple is just weird about the words you choose. There's just the an occasional one that gets in there every single time. And it's the dumbest part ever. <sighs> like livestock instead of limestone. <laughs> anyway. Um... He was known around the hippies to have the nickname Groovy, which if I had any nickname as a hippie, I would want it to be Groovy. Um, The girl was Linda Fitzpatrick, age 18, who was new to the hippie scene and had grown up in a cutstone English manor on Dublin Road in Greenwich, Mm -hmm. Connecticut. Mm -hmm. Um, And I put in parentheses, so she was rich. Because she you was. Know. She yeah. can't hurt. Like, she it sounds like money. it. Um, so Fitz, her dad owned Knickerbocker Mills, which was a profitable coffee and spice importer. Mm-hmm. Um, weeks before her murder, Linda had refused to return to Oldfields Boarding School near Baltimore um, for her final year of high school. She instead was determined to move to the East Village to pursue her muse as a psychedelic painter. Interesting. Um, every parent's dream <laughs> for their child. Um, so, let's see. I think this is another quote from NY Daily News. Mm-hmm. Um, it said, These murders proved to be a hippie culture buzzkill. <laughs> Newsweek labeled it Trouble in Hippie Land. <laughs> um, the Village Voice said the murders were, quote, a reminder to Americans that freaking out in the land of the free and the home of the brave can be fatal. <laughs> why are they so anti-hippie? I, I, that's, that's so that's why weird I included to a lot of these, like, quotes, <laughs> because it was like, okay, just because they're hippies doesn't mean they should have been killed. The like, one, what? the one I, the next one we're going to do that I just researched has a real... They have a thing that they're just really angry about the entire time, too. <laughs> I won't spoil you know, what it is. don't they say that journalism isn't supposed to be, like, your opinion? Depends on what time the journalism was done. <sighs> I guess not in the 60s. I feel like in the 60s it should have been. Not even now. Mine was in... The next one we're doing is in the 1850s, so that one has a little more <laughs> That excuse. one just calls everybody out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the press apparently was shocked to find out that the girl who'd been murdered mm-hmm. was a suburban rich kid um, <laughs> who was known as Fitzpoo to her friends. <laughs> um, and the media was just so shocked that she nicknames. was, quote unquote, slumming it um, with East Village counterculturalists. Yeah, because it really, really puts a damper in there on um, the narrative they've created for the hippie culture movement. Um, they're like, why would a rich person want to do that? Why wouldn't they want war? <sighs> I don't get it. That's how you make money. Exactly. 
Um, not when you're selling spices, I wouldn't think. You want to have. It good, might create some problems, actually. With, yeah, you want to have peace with other countries that have the good spices because America yeah. doesn't. Yeah. Um. So one newspaper called her the girl who had everything, and her mom described her as perfectly normal. Her goal in life was to be a psychedelic <laughs> artist, and there's nothing wrong with well, that. But that is not average. That's not perfectly normal to me. So, Linda had supposedly done acid for the first time that May when she snuck away from her parents during a Memorial Day vacation in Bermuda. Interesting. Don't know who she was doing drugs with in Bermuda or where, but... The other rich kids. Probably. Um, so, that summer, she began to be drawn to the hippie scene in downtown New York City. She would go back and forth from her family home to the city, traveling by train with her dad's cash. Um, she actually ended up, like, officially moving to the city, so, like, I don't know why they included the part that she refused to go back to school, because it seems like her parents were, like, because she obviously doesn't have money on her own. Yeah. So I think her parents actually gave her money to go and live here. I'm thinking, like, she got to live there Um, over the summer with the deal. It's like, okay, now you have to go back when school starts again. Maybe. I'm not sure. No idea. Um... But it says that she ended up moving into a into the Village Plaza Hotel on Washington Place on Labor Day. Which that's already into the school year, so. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Or, like, maybe right when, like, the school year should have been starting right then. Yeah. Like, that um, next, that Tuesday. She paid $120 cash in advance for a month's rent, but two weeks later abandoned the apartment and just stayed here and there. Why? I don't know. She wanted to be a hippie. Hippies can have homes. <laughs> Not her. <laughs> um, let's see. So, apparently, one transient named Pepsi I love these names. <laughs> told the New York Times that following a road trip in early October, Linda, quote, put up with me and my buddy in this pad on Avenue B. She was supposed to keep it clean, but all she ever did all day was sit around. Um, She had this real weird imagination, but she was, like, talking in smaller and smaller circles. She was supposed to be this great artist, but it wasn't much good. It was just teeny bopper stuff. It sounds like I'm knocking her. I'm not. She was a good kid, if she hadn't been so freaked out on meth. She had a lot of, what do you call it, potential. So this she lovely got into man named Pepsi thought she had potential, but she was um, That's nice. a major drug addict at this point. Because I was like, what does he mean by talking in smaller, smaller circles? And I was like, she's probably like talking to herself and just getting weirder. I, I think she's weirder. just getting paranoid about yeah. outside people. Um, so James was a very thin man with long, dark hair who played the harmonica. He Is James seemed, groovy? He was groovy. Yeah. <laughs> I only remember Groovy. He was he had a groovy attitude and a groovy name. Um, He's the grooviest of them all. <laughs> he seemed to draw reporters anytime they would come to Tompkins Tompkins Square hoping to capture the hippies that summer. So I guess he was like always on the news or something. Maybe that's maybe that's why he's called Groovy because he's like the um, the poster boy hippie. Yeah, maybe. But Linda was also attracted to James and they spent the summer together. Um, and they, I think they were also dating, like, officially, but, 
I don't think her parents kept up with her very well, and I don't think anybody had yeah good uh unless she's recording it in her diary and he's recording it in his diary so we can get both sides because <laughs> she could very well think they're dating and they're not dating yeah so i'm not really sure anyway, exactly they're they're close yeah whether it's romantic or not is um, not clear okay so now to the murders on october 7th pepsi saw her standing in front of the cave on Avenue A with Groovy. I'm not really sure. I'm loving that Pepsi is our primary source here. <laughs> I trust Pepsi. <laughs> um, I wonder where Pepsi is now. <laughs> probably dead. It was a while ago, huh? Because <laughs> I think right, he was probably like in his 30s. He could be alive. I think he was older. Yeah. Um, From what it seems like. From how, how they're how talking about her. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always do that. Okay. Um, so Pepsi saw her standing in front of the cave on Avenue A with Groovy. She said she'd taken a grain. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if anybody can hear that. (laughs) That was such a whale. Ridiculous whale. (laughs) Yep, that's exactly it. He just wants to go outside and play with dad so badly. No, I told dad to cut his nails. Oh, is that what's happening? Maybe. That'd be might have gotten Honest to goodness, on. funnier if it's just him having a husky level reaction. I to honestly don't know what Having his, his nails trimmed. Is, <laughs> um, so she said she'd taken a grain, which of, I'm not. I, I don't, don't know the drug lingo. I know. I was going to say, I don't. <laughs> know if they meant to say green if it was like a typo in this article or like this newspaper I i'm thinking that's a specific way but to refer I, to a certain I don't amount know if of a certain drug gram? no grain sounds like something i just well, don't know a drugs. grain and a half of speed yeah why not i don't i don't know that doesn't I don't sound know. right to me but i guess high people just they don't sound right to me anyway um and was high on speed yeah which I don't think that makes Which you that weird, does it? What's speed, actually? Isn't that the one that everybody took in, like, the 90s to lose weight? I don't know. I'm really not into drug culture. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't be me. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, police believe that that night, Linda and Groovy um, were looking to score some LSD at Tompkins Square when they met Thomas Dennis, who lived in a park nearby. He took that. Well, it's like if you're living with all these hippies, mm-hmm. wouldn't you think you would all have like the same drug dealer and not have to go looking for drugs? I don't know. Or were these good takes, hippies who didn't do drugs? Maybe they just take turns providing so they don't have the same one because they're not going together. I guess. I don't know. I, don't, again, not, not, I'm not only am I, I not into there. drug culture, I'm not into, like, I've never researched hippie culture. <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> Definitely wasn't there. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, he took them a half block away to a five star, five story Avenue B tenement, which I'm, I read that and I was like, did they still have those in the 60s? Apparently. Um, but that's what they referred to this building as in, like, multiple articles so i was like i mean there's that like people okay. still can be hobos and it's not weird i don't know um there they met donald ramsey 
um, who was a 26-year-old self-declared Yerba priest. I don't know if I said that right. Um, who lived in the building with his wife and newborn son. Um, police say they were enticed into the basement where they were given the drug, and I guess they all took it. Um. Including the lady with the newborn? No, just the guys, the two men, and then Linda and Groovy. Oh, okay. Thomas and Donald. Okay. Um, so yeah, apparently they all took it in the basement. I don't know. And everybody had a massive high during which the police think Thomas used a brick to kill Groovy and then passed the weapon to Donald who bludgeoned Linda um, apparently to conceal the sexual assault because during that time like that apparently happened too. Mm-hmm. Um, Donald and Fred Wright who was the janitor who found the bodies were both later charged with robbing and sexually assaulting another woman, a 22-year-old from Brooklyn, in the boiler room earlier the same night. So there's a lot going on so here. So either they had a really busy night if they somehow <laughs> connected, or they have a genuine alibi. <laughs> well, no, that they mean earlier. Oh, earlier in that night. Yeah. But earlier in that night, they would have... Either wait. earlier... It earlier than night they found them? He said earlier that same night is when they assaulted the other woman. Oh, okay. Um, I'm sorry. I got very confused. Thomas took a plea deal for manslaughter and agreed to testify against Donald, whose attorney wanted to suppress his client's confession on the grounds that he was high at the time he gave it. Um, that failed, and Donald pleaded guilty to murder just before his trial was set to begin in November of 1969. He went to prison for life, and Thomas got 15 years. Um, both men died while they were locked up, Thomas in 1984 and Donald in 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact, Thurston Moore's band Chelsea Light Moving, horrible name, released a song <laughs> about the murders called Groovy and Linda. Huh. So... I'm, I was, like, disappointed about this because they never tell me, like, how they decided who killed them. Yeah, there's not a lot, like, there's no in-depth police detective work that they talk about. Yeah. They're just like, and they said these people did it. Which is not satisfying. Well, I mean, if the janitor had been involved in a crime with the same guy... That had also killed him earlier. Yeah. Then maybe he said something, because he was the one that found the bodies, so I bet they questioned him. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what happened. And I assume with their bludgeoned, I... it's probably pretty obvious that they're bludgeoned. Yeah. And the brick was in the room. Yeah. They probably didn't clean it. No. But yeah, there wasn't much of a... But how'd they figure out which guy it was if there were two men involved? They decided it was both of them. That's what I was just There's only about. one book. I almost, like, read this and I was like, well, I don't even know if I would say that these two guys did it. I, I mean, they probably did. But... But I just don't like that there's not a lot of... I know, of... the articles were more focused on, like, Linda. And the fact that she was rich? Yeah. 
and not the fact that she's which dead. is why i didn't in like include a lot of her details that i found online because i was like i'm sorry i really don't care about that's not the most interesting thing that happened yeah, like, here her life, or, no offense to this girl but her life was not like the interesting part of the story like no. that's not she's not remembered crazy. because she's rich she's remembered because she's dead <laughs> Yeah, because she's so a dead rich girl. So that's we should, why. Yeah, it's true. But we should talk about more, more about how that came to be. Not I know. That's why I was like, I was wondering who to did know, it, like why they did it. What <laughs> evidence did they find to point to these people? No clue. But that's all I have for the groovy murders. So it's gonna be a short, groovier. short episode. Yeah, I like that they're the groovy murders, but only one of them was named groovy. I know. I thought when I had seen, like, a thing for the Groovy murders, because it was apparently one of the murders that rocked New York City or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I thought it'd be, like, a serial killer that was killing hippies. That's what I thought, too. And that you. would be cool. Yeah. More interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, try not to kill anyone and don't mess with Ouija boards. Bye. Bye.